It is the Monday night edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. You probably listened to this on a Tuesday morning. Uh, we're recording at halftime of this thrilling Monday night game between the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. Next week, then, we are going to get to record during Steelers Bengals. So let's count our blessings while we have them. Um, we're going to get to talk about this upcoming week as well. But I'm curious, just your take real quick on this first half. I mean, it's a spot, kind of like we talked about previously, the Ravens, if they're capable of getting up early on a team, I think they're kind of, you know, able to continue rolling. You know, Lamar Jackson, seven carries, 78 yards, doing exactly what people, you know, anticipated him doing all year. Obviously, completions, attempts, those sorts of things fall by the wayside uh, when you're averaging 11.1 yards per carry. But um, I don't really think it's necessarily sustainable. Baker Mayfield on the other side hasn't necessarily played great. I do think the Ravens are probably a better team if we're getting, you know, an average performance from Baker Mayfield at this point in time, just with where their receiving core is at. So, uh, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about the Browns plus three in the second half here. I'll say that much. So, what – because I was thinking about this in terms of next Sunday, which is Browns and the Giants. Um, And just what – you know, I was expecting Baker Mayfield to kind of come out and shit the bed here. And he hasn't been great, but he also hasn't, you know, totally lost it. Right. The, the the Giants are not a good football team. So, you know, I, I was kind of, you know, I was hoping that maybe he would have a really bad performance and then we could buy them at the bottom of the market going up against a bad team. But given that that's not the case, I'm not sure uh, how I really feel about that game. You know, if they're able to pull off a win here, I certainly don't want to buy the, the Browns at the top of the market. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind, um, you know, obviously if there was a three early in the week, you and Joel, you and Eric wrote it up at three and a half. I still don't mind that. I'm seeing it at four basically before it went off the board for this game. I think if you can mm-hmm. still get it at three and a half, I would definitely be buying on that. I don't know. There's there's never, I don't know what the line would have to be for me to back the Giants uh, coming up here, but I don't mind trying to get a little bit more on the Browns, especially if they lose here on Monday Night Football, we do see a little bit of adjustment to that line. But other than that, I'm kind of with you. I think three and a half is probably about as good as you're going to get at this point in time. No, um, no, Miles Garrett would certainly be a thing, right. um, and uh, that would that would not help because Daniel Jones looked very immobile. Uh, all right, let's hit uh, a few of these. There's some earlier games uh, in the week, and I'm curious your take because I got asked about a few of these and. Um, Chargers Raiders was an interesting one. The Raiders are minus three, but heavily juiced is basically a three and a half at minus 125. Um, and someone brought up to me, well, the, the Chargers really bad. Isn't this a great spot for the Raiders? I was like, okay, well, the Raiders are really bad too. Like, right, you know, right. this just feels like one of those AFC uh, West games between two mediocre teams at the end of the year where the weather's still warm on the West Coast or they're, you know, in a dome in this case. And like, you know, it's just kind of this random shootout that happens at, yeah. uh, you know, the, the late afternoon and you don't realize it. But yeah, I mean, I, did you see anything in this on this I, game? I mean, I do agree with you. The fact that it's kind of interesting you mentioned random shootout. I do anticipate a lot of points being scored here. We have seen the total basically move from 55 to 53. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Raiders fired Paul Gunther, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Marinelli stepping in on the interim basis. So I don't know what exactly caused the initial market to correct, but I kind of am anticipating at least a shootout, which doesn't really play that well into playing either spread, you know, either side yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're getting to be a high scoring game, I'm assuming the Chargers will probably find a way to lose it at the end. But I think we're going to be, you know, at least entertained from a fantasy and betting perspective. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. So I definitely like over 53, I think, at this point. All right. What about the Saturday games? Bills, Broncos. That's 
uh, Broncos plus seven, but also very much juice there, basically six and a half. Right. And then Panthers plus eight and a half in Green Bay. Uh, which of those do you like most? Yeah, I mean, if I was going to take any side, I'd probably want the Bills before seven, but I don't really mind, you know, a maybe a Saturday night teaser action here on the two favorites at this point mm-hmm. in time. We have seen six be a little bit more valuable than in years past, just based on how many teams are going for two, I think is the main uh, cause or theory at this point in time for why we're seeing a little six be a little bit higher valued. So I don't mind teasing the Bills and Packers down to down basically to be you know less than a field goal spread at that point in time they just really have to win outright so i think that's probably going to happen i could see the panthers potentially covering eight and a half um but it's you know it's not really a spot where i'm trying to fade the packers at this point in time even though i do think they're pretty high in the betting market still but um they're a team that i'm kind of picturing as that number two team so i don't really think they're going to take a step back until we maybe get in the playoffs is kind of my synopsis at this point in time what are you feeling on the saturday night games i love the teaser I love the Bills Packers teaser. It feels a little too easy, right, which, that's the- <laughs> which is tough. But last week we talked about the Chiefs Packers teaser felt too easy, and uh, it wasn't. It was perfect actually because neither team covered the spread individually. I will say this: both totals are fifty or or, or over. But Bills Broncos is actually a game where the under kind of sounds appealing to me. Yeah. And the reason is that I would anticipate that the Broncos play very much the same style that they've done against Patrick Mahomes, which is forcing the Bills to run the ball, trying to suppress the score. People probably saw the Broncos put up a lot of points last week. That's a mirage. Drew Locke is not very good. Um, and uh, and I could see the Broncos covering this. It's a letdown spot for the Bills. The Bills are basically out of it for the one seed. They basically have the division locked up. Um, so it's a it's a classic letdown spot and the packers are a team that i never feel totally safe about because you know they score a a ton of points but also they they give up a ton of points and the panthers didn't have dj Moore last week i think that was a little bit of a fluke um i expect their offense to to be pretty decent so the teaser is something that i like quite a bit yeah i like your synopsis really on the over on the bills broncos 48 was where it opened at up to 51. I'm not sure what's driving that news outside of, you know, basically the recent performances from both offenses. So I am kind of with you on that. I think we do see a slower game in that situation. And the Packers, um, I, I agree as well at this point. They just seem like a team that aren't, will, aren't like necessarily willing to like really just step on a team. Or we haven't really seen them just like blow out anybody at this point in time um, as far as my recent memory serves me. So they just kind of, you know, seem to let teams kind of linger around a little bit, which... Uh, is really conducive to covering over a touchdown spread. So I like where you're at with that one for sure. All right, let's get started on the Sunday slate. The first game that I like are the Texans plus seven in Indianapolis. And uh, look, I know the Texans look brutal against the Chicago Bears. I understand that. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a little banged up. Um, But this is a division game. They just played the Colts. They could have beat the Colts if it wasn't for a fumble at the goal line. Seven, in my opinion, is just just too many points for the team that has dramatically the better quarterback. Yeah, I'm just I'm a little hesitant. I know we liked the Texans last week against the Bears. They just didn't show up at all, which is kind of disappointing. So I don't know if I'm going to take a one week break on that. I oh, might really? let you guys just you know let it ride out one or two times here. I, don't, I probably won't by the end of the week, especially if this is still sitting at seven. Um, I think that probably is a little bit too high, but. 
I don't know. I'm. I feel like I'm. Haven't really been overly correct on the Colts still at this point in time. Mm. Um, and I'm not quite sure what to make of that. So I feel like I might just kind of lay off at this point in time. So I don't know. I know you. Yeah, it's a tough. Spot Deshaun for me. Watson. I. I. In. You know, Deshaun Watson. I trust. Right. Um. All right. Take me to uh, another game that you like on Sunday. Um. Uh, it's kind of an interesting slate. Of course, you know, Chiefs. Saints probably has mm. to be the game of the week at this point in time. It does seem like we're getting some Drew Brees expectation in the betting market. Um, still doesn't matter too much. I would probably buy, you know, the Chiefs out to four and a half, five. Um, so I do think they're definitely a viable play at plus four and, you know, getting some money at price at that point in time. So are you, can you back the Chiefs or is it going to be? Uh... If you're going to PFF.com right now, it's the right time. Tis the season. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can get. You can get a PFF Edge subscription, gets you all the fantasy and all the content. Uh, wide receiver, cornerback matchup, rankings, projections, strength of schedule, the whole deal. But if you want to go a little bigger, a little bolder, uh, you're rewarded for it. If you use promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, when you buy a PFF Elite subscription, you will get an Action Network Action Pro uh, subscription for a full year for free. It's $100 for free. So it's $200, you get both those subscriptions, PFF Elite and Action Pro. They work perfectly together. Action Pro has a ton of betting content, helps you become a better better uh, by going on there, reading, looking at, they have projections as well. You can compare them to PFFs. A lot of really good stuff there. So go to action, uh, sorry, go to pff.com, use promo code ACTION and get a PFF Elite subscription and a Action Pro subscription for a full year for Free. It's a great deal. Plus, we've got a good bunch of free content for you. The new PFF NFL Daily Podcast is out five days a week. Go download that. And the Chris Collinsworth Podcast featuring Richard Sherman on there every single week comes out usually late Tuesday nights, but you can catch it early Wednesday if you're an early riser. You're listening to this podcast, so you probably are. Uh, at pff.com, it's where to go. I absolutely can back the Chiefs. I, the Saints... There is some question about Drew Brees. Right. And if he comes back, I'm not, first off, I'm not totally sure people realize that, you know, yes, he had made a comeback certainly towards the second half of this year. I understand that. But um, they weren't the most explosive offense, you know, the world had ever seen. So I don't think they just totally fall back right into, into gear where they were with him either. Um, whereas the Chiefs, I, I know they didn't cover against the Dolphins. I get it by a point, but um, they putting up 30 straight points on the Dolphins, I think, um, impressed me a, a, a decent amount more than it seemed to impress the general public. So right. uh, I think the only side on this game is the Chiefs. I could also go with the over 51 and a half right now. Um, I just think that... Um, you know, look, everyone wants to talk about the Saints defense. I don't. <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, it's it, defense is defense, and both these offenses are really good, and that's what'll uh, rain out. So I would either go Chiefs or the over. Right, definitely. I'm basically 100% on you with um, everything that you're saying at this point in time. So I can definitely back the Chiefs for sure too. So um, what what's another game you like? I kind of am. I'm kind of intrigued by this Eagles Cardinals. I know we haven't convinced mm. uh, Eric fully of the Jalen Hurts experience, but no. Eagles six and a half. I feel like a um, it's a pretty good spot. Maybe you're buying a little high on the Eagles, um, you know, based on their one-week performances. But this is a team that I kind of think uh, could play a little bit better. And, of course, the Cardinals um, had an easy cover, didn't necessarily look great doing it. So I think 6.5 is kind of an inflated price. Um, 
I see seven. Uh, you see, that's even juiced, better, right? Some very yeah. juice sevens. Um, I'm with you. Now, I hate buying uh, Hertz at the top of the market here. He's getting so much love. But I think it makes sense because what you talked about is important. We really liked the Cardinals last week. And it made a ton of sense because the Giants, turns out, not very good. Um, right. Don't know how the entire world fell for that, but they did. And the, that win over the Giants was just simply about the Giants' complete inability to function on offense. Now, the Eagles showed that they can function on offense. You know, that running game, the quarterback's ability to run, and this is interesting because this is what the Cardinals have been living off of. Right. The quarterback's ability to run gives your floor for your offense just a, a, such a boost. And the Cardinals in the red zone, um, the Cardinals overall the last three games, they're generally a team with a super high um, success rate. In other words, close to 50% or over 50% of their plays generate positive EPA because they're not taking sacks. Kyler Murray is always getting positives out of a play. That was what the Eagles have now. And the Cardinals don't have that with Murray being injured. I keep expecting to see him back to, to health. He did not appear that way against the Giants. If anything, he looked just as hurt as he was before. So I think the Eagles are the only side here, though it pains me to buy Hurts at the top of the market. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, at least on the buying at the top. Yeah, I mean, I feel like besides Jalen Hurts kind of playing within himself, you know, the running game was much more effective with him behind center. Mm -hmm. But that pass rush, I think, for the Eagles kind of also uh, won them the game in a lot of situations against the Saints. They ranked, you know, third overall, basically, I want to say, right around there in our opponent-adjusted pass rush grade. So mm -hmm. I think if Murray is just a little bit banged up, uh, they're going to be a spot that could definitely keep um, him at least in check to the point where he's going to have to beat them through the air. And I don't know if he's necessarily capable of doing it at this point in time. So I kind of lean, you know, towards the Eagles at least covering, especially if you can get plus seven at this point. And so. here's the here's the thing. I, it, when you look at this game, whenever you see a game, and you may think I'm crazy for this, but whenever I see a game that's a full score, I always ask myself, you know, could I see the underdog winning this game? Right. And if I do, I always kind of, you know, I, I kind of lean towards taking the underdog there. And I, I certainly think the Eagles, that was my same rationale with the Saints game, where it was like, okay, Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts. Just on its right. face, can Jalen Hurts beat Taysom Hill? And the answer is yes. Now, he's not a favorite. Obviously, I understand that. This one, though, th this is the same spread, right? The right. Saints were a seven, seven and a half point favorite seven, against I, the Eagles. Yeah, seven and a half, and it got up to the, eight. But yeah, the, this one could move that way for sure. So. Yeah, but the, the Cardinals are are a much worse team than the Saints. So like mm -hmm. the idea that this is the same spread to me implies that the market is not learning from what the Cardinals did. Maybe not as high on Jalen Hurts uh, as we thought. So I, I'm with that a hundred percent. You've talked me as we've had this conversation. I've continued to buy in yes. to Jalen Hurts. The haters will hate. Maybe they don't want to watch the game and acknowledge the fact that he took zero sacks after Carson Wentz took 700 in the first 13 weeks of the season. Um, they don't want to admit that. That's fine. They don't want to admit that he ran for 100 yards against a defense that just doesn't allow uh, you know rushing production. That's fine. Okay? That's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, want to ask you about this game. Yeah. The New York Jets. They're now, I'm seeing 17-point underdogs, a total of 44 in Los Angeles against the Rams. I get it. Rams defense is very good. We all acknowledge that. It's 17 points. Right. 
I mean, I think it's a spot where if you really want to bet the Jets, go plus 17, under 43 and a half, and just, you know, sweat out like a 17-3 football game or something <laughs> like that. You know, just kind of ugly, maybe 24-10. I don't know. I mean, it's a spot I just haven't really been all that comfortable back in the Jets uh, this season. Of course, you know, there's been certain points where Greenland has leaned in their direction. Thankfully, it hasn't has been as much as you would probably, you know, I would have expected before the season starts. So um, it's been good in that situation. And my Sundays have just been a lot better not having to sweat mm-hmm. out plus 17 points. I feel like I kind of enjoy unders. I can get on board with that. I don't know if I have a weird mentality, but sweating out the Jets thing is just something I don't really want to participate in. Uh, most Sundays, so. But I'm, I still think it's not going right? There. Seventeen is <laughs> agreed. I just, I know the Jets suck, but they're trying. To, they're going to try and you know compete. Sam right. Donald's trying to trying to look like a viable NFL player here. Adam right. Gase wants it. Adam Gase is looking for the rehabilitation offensive coordinator job. Okay, he's searching for it. He's hunting for it. Are there any other games that you like early in the week? Um, there's not a ton, to be honest. I do think there are some decent teasers. I do mm. really want your opinion on 49ers-Cowboys at two and a half because I feel like I kind of want you to talk me into going with the 49ers at this point. But um, that would be the only other spot that I'm kind of questioning. I don't know. I thought they were going to come back when uh, Dwayne Haskins went in for Washington and then Nick Mullins kind of let me down at the end. But I'm is, a little so. concerned about Mullins. That being said, it's Nick Mullins. You can't expect him to just be consistently right. great. <laughs> and the Cowboys stink. You know, beating the the Bengals in Cincinnati means absolutely nothing. It just does not. I, 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 I'm sorry. And um, the, the 49ers will actually run some real NFL defensive backs onto the field, right. which uh, is something that Andy Dalton did not have to deal with in Cincinnati. So a two and a half, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, now the the tough thing here is that your boy Kyle Shanahan, I believe, is one of the best tankers in the NFL. In other words, he sees, he understands, he competes, and yet somehow finds a way to lose. That that may be the fan in me hoping and praying um, as I put together my Zach Wilson custom 49ers jersey. <laughs> Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that the 49ers, just on its face, both teams competing, are, are a better team all around with, with much a, a big advantage uh, coaching, certainly. Right, definitely, yeah. Homerism is a hell of a drug, that's for sure. I do like your Zach Wilson take, though. I mean, that's got mm. to be a perfect, perfect fit I've done, I've done um, in the ballpark uh, between five and 500 mock drafts <laughs> with the Niners and a uh, high proportion of them have been taking Zach Wilson. The ones that have not have been trying to trade up for Justin Fields. I refuse to let myself draft Justin Fields without a trade. I want to feel the, you know, how hard it's going to be to get there, but every time I make it happen, it's 100% worth it's it. Victory. It's a victory. It really a plus. is. It's an A plus what it is. So. Give me give me so we talked about the Saturday teaser. That honestly is my favorite teaser because I'm looking around here, I can see teasing Tampa Bay down to yeah. uh to zero um titans basically it would be the spot maybe yeah the, t- the titans would be an interesting one um and then i guess you could tease uh you could tease um uh what am i saying here your uh new england patriots out to eight and a half right but i'm a yeah. little nervous about the patriots i 
I think that the Dolphins are what the Patriots wish they were. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I actually looked at the Patriots. I didn't feel good about that one. I didn't really feel great about the Cowboys out to eight and a half either, which is another reason why I asked that 49ers uh, question. So I think mm-hmm. I would probably try and hit some more favorites here and go uh, maybe Colts, Titans uh, teaser for Sunday is kind of maybe where I'd be looking at this yeah. point in time. But again, we kind of talked about where we are at with that Texans-Colts game as yeah. well. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely nervous there. You're not teasing the Cardinals down. Um, certainly not. At least I would not recommend it. Right. All right, this was fun. This is a, this was a trickier one. Usually, I think we we see we see things pretty clearly on a Monday night, and right. so when we're you know struggling a little bit, uh, I think that tells you that we're later in the season. Lines are really efficient. We know these teams really well. It's clear who needs to win and who does not, and that obviously you know um, influences the the lines a little bit too. But I like this. I, I like the fact that we have a teaser on Saturday. You don't get Saturday football that often. It's special. No. So just the, just the semi-pro version. So true. <laughs> All right, we're gonna close out here with some prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com and play the one of the easiest and I think most fun games out there that you can. So the way it works is you choose anywhere from two to four players and you pick whether they go over or under their projected fantasy total. And then based on the number that you choose, you parlay two, three, or four, um, you get a certain uh, multiplier of your bet. So if you pick four, for example, and you hit all four, you get 10X what you bet in that situation. So um, let me see here. I'm at uh, prizepicks.com. Are you seeing the- I am not seeing this Thursday game, which Yeah, is not weird. seeing the Thursday game up either. So I will say this, look, Go to Prize Picks, check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very easy. Uh, and then you can go to pff.com and you can use our projections tool um, or the props tool, whichever one you want to use. But I would probably go to the projections. They'll be up earlier in the week and uh, it can help you make some smart investments.